Hello and welcome to take two of the Celtic Norman briefing <laughs> Sunday the 20th of November. We're just a few hours removed from Celtic losing 4-2 on penalties to Everton. The game originally ended in a 0-0 draw but it was decided that we'd go to penalties. I'm currently joined by Tony who is live in Australia. Tony, how are you? I'm very well, Aidan, how are you? Yes, good to be just hot for you to get back from the Acker Stadium. What an arena that is, superb. The old Olympic Stadium used to hold 110,000, I believe. It's now 80,000 capacity, but yeah, it's a, it's a stunning place. Yeah, it looked really impressive on uh, the stream I was watching and the fact that even though it wasn't full, you could still see there was plenty of Celtic fans and the atmosphere yeah. translated on television. I take it it was quite noisy in the stadium. I was 41,121 to be precise there. Uh, Very you know, exact. I like that. Counted them all myself, as you know, the consummate professional. He says laughing. Uh, but no, it was uh, the, the Celtic fans made a lot of noise. They've been making a lot of noise since they got here, you know, and got here in their droves and came from various parts uh, of, of Australia as well, you know. it's. Uh, I think most of them, their the big stick today was the fact that the, the Scottish fans got a touch of what it was like to be. You know, an Australian living in this part of the world and you, and you support Celtic, you know, the game kicking off at ridiculous o'clock in the morning. So, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a kind of role reversal for today. So, now you, now you know how it feels. You're looking a bit knackered yourself, Aidan. You know? So, it's, uh, yeah, the, the, fans will, the fans will do it. It's just devotion, isn't it, and passion for their team. Yeah, no, it's complete devotion and they will just put the technical issues down to the fact I was tired. That'll be the excuse. Uh, before we get into the game, I obviously just want to put all the viewers' attention to the ticker that we've got down below. Uh, the deal we're currently running, it's uh, £1 for two months of full access to the website. So in that, you get podcasts like this, uh, tactics, scouting, other sorts of data analysis. You get features from myself, Tony, Sean. Currently, we've also got on the site, uh, Tony's doing his diary from down under. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, few, a few classics uh, yeah. in that so far, so... All sorts of content. So yeah, it's a uh, one pound for two months. Uh, it's, it's a really good deal at the moment. Uh, good variety of content, etc. So get yourself stuck into that if you haven't already subscribed. So uh, Tony, obviously we're, we're off the back of a an interesting game of football. I think it'd be fair to say. Uh, so what is just your sort of general thoughts? Firstly, on the performance, did you think Celtic played quite well? I thought the performance was a much improved one from the other night, and I thought Celtic were pretty excellent. Though. And spells created a lot of good chances. Hit the bar, tried to hit the bar, and uh, you know, a, a, a couple of decent, like more than decent chances. Sitters, I would call them, should have won it. Could probably won it out of the park. Didn't you know? It kind of mirrored a tournament that they've been in recently, didn't it? In terms of uh, the way they they were in front of goal. But I think uh, the manager said that all oh, he, he said he was disappointed that he couldn't give the supporters. In the stadium, a goal, uh, and to win the match. And uh, but in terms of the performance, you know what he's like. He has these two boxes, doesn't he? Performance and results. And it's not always about results. But he was. He said the word he was happy with the performance, and I don't think you could complain with that. If you're a Celtic supporter, you could complain because the performance was was pretty good against English Premier League opposition. But let's not forget that. Yeah, of course. I mean, Everton. As much as I may be struggling about this season, and they have in the sort of past. 18 months, obviously, they kind of stayed up by the skin of their teeth last year. Mm-hmm. There's still some really quality players in that team. I know, yeah. obviously, there would have been players uh, away at the World Cup, but there's still some great footballs. So, yeah, the fact that Celtic were able to compete 
and, and as you said, probably should have won the game across uh, 90 minutes. We'll get on at the penalties in a wee bit. Uh, was was a good thing. And yeah, it was almost a wee bit champ, reminiscent of the Champions League at times. The finishing in front of goal. I'm sure we'll go on to speak about the specific chances, but it did feel like yeah. Celtic could have been a few goals to the good at one point. But, you know, it's probably just been the way things have been recently. But there was plenty of positives to take and it was definitely much improved uh, from the performances yes. we've seen. Uh, particularly yeah, that yeah. last one against Sydney, which was quite a difficult game. And the manager wasn't happy with him for that, so you saw there was a marked improvement. And it was also noticeable from the starting eleven, wasn't it? Seven changes he made, Aiden. So I, th- I think that told you all you needed to know. And you knew he would make changes because of the quality and calibre of the opposition. And yeah, it, it, was just a, it just felt a bit like deja vu, didn't it? But creating chances against a decent team and failing to take them. But general all-round play being pretty good and pretty decent and of a high standard. And, and what turned out to be a more than competitive friendly match. Yeah, it was very competitive for a friendly. It was end-to-end at stages, uh, obviously. Yeah. Everton didn't really force Joe Hart into too much of a save that I can think of. Tiredness could be mean that I'm maybe missing some of the stuff out there, but not that I can remember. Although, I, I think... The, overall, I think the Celtic defence did, did okay in terms of you know, making sure that they weren't giving Everton too much time or too much space. There was a few times that Damari Gray, etc., his pace had sort of just taken him away from both. And I think Starfield probably had a... I think there was that one right at the start. Right at the start, he misjudged the ball, yeah. That's the one. who probably should have scored, that was probably Everton's best chance and was a bit of a sitter. But overall, uh, the defence was okay. I I thought more each end. I gave him a seven in my detailed player ratings, which is... Another thing that's uh, available up on the site, I'll, I'll put them in the comments before the end of this video. And I thought he was pretty solid, probably one of his better performances for Celtic. And it was good to see him back, well, obviously, after um, they were worried about the potential concussion after yes. the Ross County game. So it's good to see that he was fighting fit. And I think he played pretty much the whole game. So Yeah, I think Maurice Gents was good. I thought Ralston was excellent. I yeah, yeah. Jota was good when he was on the time he was on the park. I thought O'Reilly, I just value O'Reilly very highly. I think he's a fantastic footballer and was on the receiving end of a shocking challenge from Isaac, wasn't he? Yeah, I guess we should probably come to that since you've brought it up. Uh, It was one of those ones, I think when they showed it on the actual screens in the stadium, you could hear people going... I take it that was pretty obvious in the stadium as well. Yeah, yeah. Definition of a shocker, I saw it in real time, and I thought this guy could get sent off. I know, I, said, even said friend friend. Friend. I know, I know. But, but it was, it was that, uh, that grade of tackle, you know. He, and I think the referee, I think he's a young player as well, the boy, he's given him benefit of the doubt big time there. And, and because I think, well, obviously, Matt O'Reilly got him walked away from it. But I mean, that, that's a leg breaker. <laughs> I know, it's, it's one you know, of those ones. friendly or not. It just looks worse, you know. So I, I think, uh, I think Matt O'Reilly is really lucky not to have uh, come off really worse, worse off, and a, a real serious injury. Thankfully, he didn't. And I don't know how if he managed to ride the tackle or not, but uh, whatever it is, he's he's managed to get up and walk away from it. So uh, that, that's good news for Celtic. And I thought he played very well. But uh, as I say, Ralston was excellent as well. Jota was good, gave Nathan Patterson a, 
a time of it, didn't he? Nathan Patterson was was up and down there. Uh, he put in a shift, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, various uh, individual performances were pretty good and pretty solid. And I have to agree with the manager again. I mean, he, in times like this, you do listen to see what he sees. You know, he said the tempo was great. It was a marked improvement from the other night, which it was. And uh, yeah, he, he, he was happy. He used the word he was happy. So I guess clearly the result didn't, he said disappointed that they couldn't score, but that's fair enough. You would be disappointed and you couldn't score in a game that you you would say you, you largely dominated. Yeah, and I, I can understand why Ange was quite happy with the performance because they did everything but score. You know, the passing was quick, it was crisp. They, they pressed really well given the heat. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know what if you knew what the exact temperature was over there, Tony, but it looked it looked high twenties. Uh, high twenties. So, you know, not aware of that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> but the, so I thought I thought the pressing was really good. Uh, as we already mentioned, the passing and the triangle was quite solid. The distribution from the back in terms of Joe Hart and the two centre halves was relatively solid as well. Obviously, your boy Tony Ralston uh, was. Was very good, probably one of his best performances this season, I've got to say. And Just, yeah, yeah, overall it was a positive. I guess as well, Celtic are missing four players. Probably yeah. two of Carter Vickers and Juranovic would have been starting that sort of game. Probably Maida and Moy, they've been a wee bit in and out. Uh, so you need to take that into consideration. But overall it was a solid performance. The only thing that was missing, as Ange said in his presser, was was a goal for the fans. I but, think everybody was baffled when it went to a penalty shootout, Aiden, because to decide the Sydney Cup because thought there was other teams in it, but I guess they were only playing one match each. You know, yeah, so. that, that that must have been. I was surprised that I didn't. I don't know. Was that was that something that was discussed in any of the pre-match stuff or anything? No, no, it, it, it couldn't have been because nobody knew what was actually going on. It was just when the announcement came over the tunnel that there was five minutes left of regulation time before we went to a shootout, and everybody looked at each other in the press box. And went, the guy just says. Going to a shootout for finishes now now and everybody was the same blank expression thinking, but haven't they still to play another game and you know there's other two clubs up there. So I get and then and then he came on at the end and said finish now now Celtic never know now play for the right to win the Sydney Super Cup. <laughs> you know, shootout. So we're like, all right, okay, so fair enough. So uh, yeah. But no, it was it was hot, it was it was it was warm and you can understand it's energy sapping for those players, especially players that are not used to it. But uh, Anthony Ralston, uh, to borrow uh, Sean's phrase about Greg Taylor, he's now the new Duracell bunny. He just kept going, didn't he? he was, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, it's incredible. Um, you know, levels of stamina he showed. And, and I think the more and more fans see Ralston, the more and more they think if your animates does go, they're shrugging their shoulders and say, oh, well, we've got an able deputy in Ralston. No, uh, Ral- Ralston, Ralston was excellent and he offered so much in terms of going forward as well as defensively. It's been discussed today if the inverted fullback role that both sort of fullbacks have at Celtic. But Ralston was showing how effective that can be today. He offered a lot of support to the midfield. His passing was really good and he was also doing the defensive duty as well. He had a really good block from, uh, I think yeah. it was uh, Gray in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked like he was just going to, and we know he's a quality player, it looked like he was just going to go and just cuddle in at the sort of opposite corner, but Ralston got right in front of him, which which was important. 
Uh, penalty from the early 70s, 72. And you just said, uh, that, that ball was flat, so he's pumped that ball up and threw it back onto the field of play. I was, it was rivaled Dixie Deans. If, for those of us certain vintage, you remember Dixie Deans' penalty in the European Cup semi final. Celtic lost 5 4 in penalties. Dixie was uh, unfortunate one that night. But yeah, I mean, listen, it's. Uh, I don't know what it is with Celtic at the minute that penalty seems to be an issue, doesn't it, with some players? Yeah, it does slightly. I mean, obviously, before Iranovic missed that one against Real Madrid, I don't think there have been, I tell you, there have been one penalty before that Jackie had missed against Mm -hmm. Livingston. Was that right? Yeah. Jackie Marcus has missed against Livingston, yeah, and then he repeated defeat a year later to the day by missing against Livingston. Iranovic had. Five out of five, was that right? Until he took yeah, one of he the, scored five uh, out of his last six, I believe. Yeah, Bernabeu. So that made it five out of six. So uh, it's like everything else. Juranovic was a designated penalty taker. He's missed one. It happens. You know what happens if he's not on the park and we get awarded a penalty? Who takes it? But I'm always a lover of uh, strikers taking penalties. Even I've got to be honest. But, you got uh, that wish for Yakimakis as well. I, I, I did, yeah, yeah, I, I did, and, and he's, he's he's just made a, a mockery of what my thoughts are because I always think strikers are their natural instincts to put the ball in the net. So they, if you've got them do it, you know, slam it hard and low and be really focused. So I, I don't know, is it maybe time to ask somebody like Jota to step up to the plate and take penalties because he, he looks quite cool as well. That he looks as if he could cope with being cool under pressure. I don't know, but I mean, Juranovic says he's done much wrong. He's missed, he's missed one. So uh, it's you. You I remember you said at the time after the Almond game that he stays on them. You, you still yeah, I would. I would keep him on him right now unless somebody else emerges in training that's mm. suddenly becoming dead. I mean, I think Ange mentioned last season that was how Juranovic started to get him to take the yeah. penalties because they'd had a obviously when they had a lot of new players coming in at the start, and Edward had kind of been the designated taker had left the club. They had basically not not a competition, but over the course of like yeah. training sessions, they were involved in penalty shootouts, and Juranovic had scored the highest percentage. So I would still keep them on him at the moment, but I do agree you need to have somebody else because if he's going to be in out the team potentially, if him and Ralston are rotating, even if he does stay past January, he's maybe not always going to be on the field to take a penalty. So yeah. we're going to need to get somebody else, and I, I would like to see Jota step up. I'm actually surprised yeah. that. He's not. I can just only think maybe the situation hasn't really came up. Yeah. Obviously, during the the Livingston game, he wasn't long back from injury, so maybe that's why Yakimakis took the the recent penalty against Livingston. But it's definitely something we need to address. I'm, I'm old fashioned, and I just like my designated my designated penalty takers to score them. You know, just, just yeah. Abadas was a good <laughs> penalty, by the way. Abadas was a lethal penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, I, I, so I. I you sort of get a glimpse every now and again when somebody does something so but again would you get a penalty all the time when a bad is on the field of play there's a lot of rotation there isn't there so it's it's listen you get a penalty just score it we'll ask questions later you know about that's all that's all i want you know and then jackie mac is i think it's time for him to relinquish any kind of penalty duty now yeah you know, that, for a while. For that, a while. that's three in the past year that he's he's missed and I know he's a good player. I'm not having a go at him, it's just <laughs> these things happen, but I think that last one maybe cemented the fact that he'll not be recalled for penalty duty anytime soon. Not for a while, I don't think. 
Do you agree with this shoot potentially, Tony? James Forrest should be given penalty duties whenever he's on the pitch. Listen, another clean striker of a ball, but the the, the caveat's the, the the word after duties, isn't it? Whenever he's on the pitch. But I, I would know I would have no qualms about Forrest taking penalties because again I think he's a good striker of a dead ball. And with a free shot at goal, you'd you'd back James Forrest to score, you know, most of them, most of the time. So I, I think it's not the worst shout. Plus, again, he's a forward-thinking player. The instincts to score, isn't it? That's just my thoughts. Hey, this is a personal favourite of mine. Uh, Kaiser comes in with holy goalie hit the best ever pen, and I would say I was I was at that game. Uh, it was one of my first ever games at Hamden, and I Arthur Warwick's penalty against uh, Dundee United. It was an absolute screamer. I think it was eleven ten or something. That penalty shootout ended. So Celtic yeah. players could probably be doing me watching that. Penalty shoot out back, given how many of them went in, but what a penalty top, that was, Tony. Oh, top bin, wasn't it? Top, I mean, like, was the real penalty. He, he was so chuffed with himself as well because he'd scored a goal for Celtic, and, and it was uh, it was one of those great moments in sport. Like, it wasn't even the fact he'd scored, it was his reaction after it that was just a picture because he was really, really, really delighted that, yeah, I, I, he'd done his bit and he did it with some style and aplomb, as you say, right into the top corner. and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for people taking penalties confidently like that, Aidan, as long as they score. You know, I just, it's not worried me greatly as of late, because, as you know, Celtic have penalty issues if and when they get them, but they don't seem to get a lot anyway. So, but you would like to think that he had a designated penalty taker and he felt safe, and it would only be every once in a while that they would maybe fail to hit the target. You know, so as a as a situation, I'd like to see addressed as well, and just have a designated penalty taker. And if he's not on the field, then somebody that's confident of running up and striking a ball into the net. Yeah, they definitely need to get at the absolute minimum a sort of designated second choice penalty taker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Potentially a first choice if the sort of you know uh, links about Juranovic potentially. Will even come to fruition, but I would definitely keep him on. I'd have him as number one penalty taker right now because he has scored five out of six, which is yeah, yeah. in terms of percentages. If we obviously uh, just kind of go back to the game itself, obviously in the second half, uh, as you mentioned, there was a chance for Kyogo thanks to a brilliant pass from Anthony Ralston, which was quite similar to his pass through to Abada for yeah. uh, Kyogo's goal away to AZ Altmar, the sort of just kind yeah. of reverse pass. Yeah, yeah. Good ball in. Uh, from Haksavanovic, I thought it was I thought it was actually was an okay ball one. I, I seen a few people online saying it was maybe slightly behind Kyogo, but I think it was maybe more Kyogo's positioning wasn't the best. I I thought it was due to Kyogo's positioning. He just got ahead of himself and the ball, and I think he he'd already put it in the net in his own mind. And then as he got there, it gets stuck somewhere in between his his feet, and he couldn't get any great purchase on it because. If he gets purchased in that at all, he's too close. He'll, he'll score. So, but he didn't. And usually, it was it was unlike Kyogo, wasn't it? Because the other ones that you, he usually does time his run well, and he yeah, just yeah. Makes, that's what he's that to be fair. Yeah. yeah, correct. So that was certainly one that was squandered big time. And then obviously there was a I kind of few sort of like half chances. A uh, O'Reilly. Had one that was bought, if I remember rightly. I think Jota put one over the bar, and then he had a sort of, it was actually good technique from Jota. It came in from the corner. He controlled it, kind of swiveled around, and then he put a shot right at the keeper. 
Uh, then obviously there was a few subs came on. Uh, what did you think of the the substitutes overall when they came on, Tony, in terms of their contribution to the game? So the first two were uh, Yakimakis and Forrest, I think. Yeah, I thought they did okay. Abada, I mean, sorry, Abada as well. Yeah, Abada, and then but Abada missed that great chance, didn't he? I mean, that was the one that he come off his shin or something. I don't and went out the way as opposed to going in the goal. But I don't know what happened. He just seemed to fall as it. As it came towards him, and he just got his angles all wrong. And again, it's like it's you know you, you take heart in the fact that you are creating a lot of goal-scoring opportunities, but you, you need to you need to you need to bury them at some point, don't you? Yeah, you do need to. Be. And obviously, Celtic have scored a lot of goals this season, but in terms of recent matches, whether it be Europe or domestically. The, the finishing's been a wee bit lacking in front of goal and against quality teams obviously this was only a friendly but it, this, it does need to be something that's worked on and hopefully it's sort of over this break it's not obviously we're, we're no way trying to tell Ange Postacoglu what to do because we never would you can see that from our predicted exercise but uh, but I, I think they do need to sort of work on the finishing I think most supporters would probably agree with that and you know, you know, the shooting boots there. I mean, they scored in the space of whatever it was, two league games. They got was it 13 goals between the Dundee mm-hmm. night and the first yeah. round game. So, we know, we know there's good finishers at the club, it's just hopefully something that they can iron out. But yeah, fingers I am agree with you. I, I think there's they just need to tweak somewhere, doesn't it? Because there's a deficiency sometimes in terms of a chance a, to goal ratio. And I, and I think that's probably something that Harry Kuehl could maybe help with. Maybe designate Harry Kuehl because Harry Kuehl was a finisher, wasn't he? And and I, I don't think it's any surprise that Celtic have created a lot more chances since Harry Kuehl came into the club. But it's now you're working on the next part of that equation, aren't you? It's starting to take them. I know people hit you with the stats, the expected goals ratio and all that. I'll leave that to the ones that uh, who's, that's their field of expertise. Uh, I, I was always saying it's no slight on them. I, I don't really deal in unexpected goals, Aiden. I deal in actual goals, AG, you know what I mean? It's like as opposed to XG, but and I know all these stats will confirm or, or say this should happen or that should happen, but my eye test watches me seeing Celtic creating a lot of chances which should be converted into actual goals, not expected goals or whatever way you want to phrase it, actual goals and that's I think that the manager is happy to an extent. That's maybe the the one thing that he'll, he'll still be banging on about about this ruthlessness and clinical edge and streak that Celtic have and shown up in parts because you say they beat Dundee United nine 0 They scored they scored a lot of goals domestically as well. But just need to if they could really fine tweak it, then. They will, they will be clinical, and they will. This it will become second nature to them, and they will start putting that away. Yeah, I think they will, and it is probably just a case of as soon as you start have a game and you score like five, six, seven goals of that. But we should probably highlight that since this kind of started, this maybe struggling a bit in front of goal that they did also win six one against Hibs. But sure. the only thing I would say about that is it was a very, very open game and. You probably got more chances in that game than you would really in any other mm. game maybe this season. Even even the Dundee United game. 
because <laughs> that there was a lot of chances in that match, but that Hibs game was crazy in terms of the amount of chances. But just to sort of go over the end of the game, so yeah, there was a battle opportunity. He seemed to just get his body position all wrong, which is quite unusual for him because he's usually dead on the box. It's very yeah. cold, calculated, one-touch finish, bang, it's in the net. So don't really know what happened there, but then the game ends, obviously, and you're starting to think, yeah. oh, that's it, you know, nil-nil, competed well against a Premier League club, and then obviously there's the announcement that it's going to penalties. Celtic TV were, were as confused as obviously everybody in the stadium was and everybody watching at home. And yeah, so it comes up to the penalties. I think it was uh, is it Michael Keane for Everton. He scored the first yeah. one. And then uh, Jakim Axe's one that we've already discussed. As Beach Boy said, that's went through his window. I think that ball's still travelling. Uh, hmm. The second one, Everton scored. Joe Hart wasn't going to need it. Hitati then hit the post. Uh, I, yeah. I don't think that takes away from Hitati's performance overall. I, I thought he was pretty good. Some of his some of his touches and some of his passes were excellent. And uh, in fact, yeah, what, what was your thoughts overall on Hitati's performance, Tony? I don't think I actually asked you about that. I thought he was decent. Eh? I thought he showed. That. I mean, let, let, let's be honest. Uh, there's more than a few in that Celtic team that could hold their own in the English Premier League. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's self-proclaimed greatest league in the world, but. I didn't see many Everton players that were head and shoulders above Celtic players on, on, on that stage today. And so I, I think Celtic players could more than capable of holding their own. And you know the ones I'm talking about, but that, that's not to say that you want to flog them because uh, no, of course they, not. I want them to stay for as long, as long as they possibly can. But they never looked out of place in that company. And if not, some of them showed up a lot better in... in, in that in that company and that bodes well for your football team. So, no, it does definitely. I thought the one Everton put that looked very good was a Holgate. I thought he was pretty solid. There was yeah. a few times that it looked like Jota or Kyogo were just going to like nip in front and basically one on one, and that he maybe left too much of a gap. But his intelligence, eh, defensive wise, yeah. was superb, and he was able to just sort of cut it out pretty much. So he, yeah. he was probably the one player that I was like, oh yeah, you could tell he's sort of. You know, a high quality Premier League player. Just, just to go back to through the penalty. So after that, uh, Nathan Patterson scored for Everton, and then Forrest with a really good penalty uh, scored for Celtic, and then Joe Hart saved a penalty. Tony, hmm. <laughs> I think the fans have been wanting for a while. He's been close to a few, and of course he did save one of the penalties against Hearts before it was retaken. But even then, that yeah, yeah bounced. They kind of palmed that back out to the Hearts attacker, but. It was a really good save from Joe Hart in terms of getting down. Like it was a really high quality penalty. Save. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I, can I look there and see Joe Hart saves a penalty as if it was the eighth wonder of the world? But I think a lot of Celtic fans were wondering if if he genuinely was going to save. Listen, he's I, been unlucky a few times. Uh, yeah, he has been. In other times, he's just he, he struck me as being a, a gambler and just picked a side and gone the wrong way, and. Which is fair enough, some goalkeepers do that, but my my father used to always say to me, and he was never a goalkeeper, but he used to always tell his goalkeepers, because uh, he ran football teams all his life, he would say, goalkeepers should never go the wrong way, you're just picking a side then, you're, you're playing you know, the odds of probabilities. He's like, see if you watch the ball, she's a guarantee you'll go the right way, he says, but you might not be able to stop it, because it's travelling at a ferocious pace of knots. He says, but if you're standing there and you're just going to pick a side, 
said then, more often than not, it'll be the wrong side. So you, you used to always tell these goalkeepers to watch the ball, the, the usual. She's in, you might guess the right way, but then you might not save it because it's coming at you, you know, at speed. He said, but if you watch the ball, he said, more, more often than not, you will go the right way now. And it seems so simple, that kind of advice, but I still see goalkeepers picking sides. And I think Joe Hart's one of those kind of goalkeepers. He just thinks, okay, I'll pick a side and I'll go that way. Because he's one of the few goalkeepers that I've seen recently get beat so often by going the wrong way. Yeah, I, obviously, I think it's probably hard for Joe Hart and that. Fraser Foster's probably the benchmark in terms of penalties. Yeah, yeah. And he was saving, you know, he was outperforming. He's kind of like what you should be doing as a goalkeeper. I know you can maybe say like Joe Hart should be maybe mm. saving more, but Fraser Foster was it was like an elite level the amount of penalties he was saving. I mean, mm. even when he came back for that uh, most recent season in 2019, I, I remember obviously he saved the one against the uh, Rangers in the final. There was one away at Copenhagen. I think it was a couple at home against Hearts, against Comarnock, uh, I think, as well. There's probably more in there that I've forgotten about. So, you know, he's going to be compared to that high standard, which which is difficult, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt. I, I mean, I, uh, I'm not having a go, Joe Hart. I just, goalkeepers, it's one of those positions, isn't it? It's specialised and they all have their ways of dealing with penalties and, I, I, a lot, of, I guess, having said that, a, a lot of luck, luck was a lot apart in it, doesn't it? If you do guess the right way and all that kind of stuff, and you are watching the ball and you happen to just catch the flight of it and, and stuff like that, and player could, a player could be, hit a poor penalty, so it, it's all those kind of things, but I wouldn't want to face a penalty as a goalkeeper, would you? No, no definitely I not. I don't think I would be able to guess right or... or even watching the ball go the right way. So it's, but again, that's, you get some goalkeepers that are good at it, don't you? Who, who saved their fair share. Fraser Foster being one of them. And and you get other goalkeepers whose penalty record is by average or ordinary. Because I think Craig Gordon was the same, wasn't he? He wasn't a good penalty uh, short stopper, was he? No, nah, he wasn't. I only remember him saving one away to Happy Obey or Shaver. I think it was in a championship. Yeah, that's but yeah, and then obviously for the for the rest of the penalties at Abada, he scored an absolutely excellent penalty and then yeah. ended up winning it. But you know, it, it didn't really matter that much. And so overall, eh, Tony, what was you were also mentioned some of Andrew's thoughts on the post match press. Was there any sort of comments that stood out for you? I think he basically said the performance was good, you know, and, and, and he was happy. That, that was my big takeaway the fact that he was happy. You know, he could have had another wee rip at them after, after losing, but he didn't lose the two, you know. But he he said, despite the fact that they didn't score, he was happy. So, again, I'll go back to it. The Anne sees things that we don't see, which is why he's the manager of Celtic Football Club. But when you listen and you say, OK, was it that you saw? He was talking about tempo. He was talking about the aggression with and without the ball. So that's... I think you and I both saw that. We both mentioned that. You you, you spoke about the, the pressing. So, if these are Sean talks about it as idiosyncrasies and behaviours, doesn't he? That he likes that kind of phrase. Uh, and and he's and he's right. And and Anne shot, certainly picked up on that tonight and said that he was happy with all of that. So if the manager's happy with all of that, then he knows because he spends every day with them and training that 
it will come again. You know, you have you have games like that where you know you just can't put the ball in the net, and it was one of those games for Celtic they couldn't put the ball in the net. Okay, it was one of those games, and overall there was plenty of positives, and I think that performance will be sort of looked back on by the manager, the coach, and staff analysis guys. Is there's there's plenty to build on. Uh, just before we finish up, Tony, obviously, how how would you rate your overall Sydney Super Cup experience? Oh, it's been terrific. Eh? It's been been good. I mean, obviously, Celtic didn't get the results they wanted, but two two wonderful uh, stadiums have been in, and you know, and and uh, the fans are everywhere, man. They're just you know, you're walking down the streets, and there's just as Anne said himself, there's, there's pockets of uh, Celtic supporters, and you know, the strips and. Uh, there's, there's people meeting guys that they've known met for years and years and years. It's it, it's a wonderful place. It's I'm sure uh, it's been a it's been a wonderful event. And let and let's not tell ourselves it's it's also a guaranteed commercial revenue for Celtic, which is an important part of of the club moving forward. And it and it shows as touched upon it as well. It's, club has a global reach. There's a global fan base there. They are everywhere. And that, that shows you. I mean, there was 41,000 there today. vast majority of them Celtic supporters. I don't know the attendance from the other night. I don't know if anybody can enlighten me as to what it was. But, I mean, I would have to say a very high percentage of that would have been Celtic supporters as well. So, And I think that that makes the manager proud. He knows he's, he knows he's with a special club and uh, who have special people and passionate people following them and to embark on this kind of tour and uh, you know there's a there's a financial spin-off to the for the club as well and I think that's why they do these kind of things because it's financially beneficial and everybody can see the the good gospel of Celtic being spread to various parts of the globe. Indeed indeed it's all been positive really for all the reasons you've sort of listed there uh, just we'll, we'll just finish up in a second, Tony, and we'll let you get away because I know you've, right. you've been busy. But uh, you obviously you've been posting a lot of uh, interesting videos on the Celtic <laughs> TikTok, a few uh, uh, Antonio Pavarotti specials. That we'll not go into too yeah. much detail. We'll let the viewers go and find out for themselves yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, are you going to have a few more videos up there, Tony? You think you're still over there for a couple? A wee while was that? I'm right? still here for a couple of days. I'm here okay. to Thursday, yeah. And I might even be taking in the Everton, Sydney, Western Sydney Wanderers game. So I think I'm here for that for the duration. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll continue if people are enjoying the videos. And fine, I think with the TikTok videos, as you, you you've got to have a laugh with them, haven't you? And just not take yourself too seriously. But the one this morning that was, uh, I won't spoil it, but. If you want to have a look at Celtic away TikTok, I did one outside the Sydney Opera House, wasn't it, Aidan? And uh, yeah, let's just say if you have a look at it, then I challenge you to come up with your own own words and verse. All right, that's that's the that was a gauntlet that was thrown down, but it was half seven in the morning when I did that, and it was I going to say it was deserted, but there was like partly the odd jogger kicking about and stuff like that. But yeah, it was. It's just a fun thing to do, but it's been a it's been a wonderful experience. It's a brilliant place, and you know Celtic kind of took over it for a wee while, and uh, and that's that's a that's a joy to see. It really is. It's uh, I think uh, if you can't enjoy something like this, then fine. And and I think that's what that inspires the team and the manager when they see that that they bring the club to the other side of the world 
and there's still thousands of people following them. And you know, if you cannot be inspired by that and it doesn't grip you there, then you're playing for the wrong club. And I don't think any of those players uh, are playing for the wrong club and they certainly don't have the wrong manager at the club because he feels it and he and he's he doesn't tire of telling people about it and uh, that, that that's proof in the pudding there indeed indeed it is proof in the pudding tony and just as we're about to finish up i've just filed in to the chat there my, my player ratings from today today's game or this morning's game this afternoon's game tonight's game whatever you've been watching it because also <laughs> i'm confused at this point uh, so that's some of the sort of live coverage that was available. Tony is going to have uh, his colour piece, which is going to be out tomorrow, breaking it down. Uh, there's also, well, Tony's going to be there, he's already spoke about it, there'll be more TikTok videos, uh, there's interviews coming, uh, there's going to be more diaries, etc. So there's going to be loads of content over the the coming days and, and weeks over the whole World Cup. Uh, me, Tony and Sean's World Cup predictions went live. So you can go and see uh, plenty of messy propaganda from myself, uh, Tony's uh, surprise interest in the Welsh national team and uh, a few a few other interesting picks in there. Sean, surprisingly, is a big Cameron fan. So be my, uh, yeah. I, I'm lending my support to the Welsh. He's lending support to the Welsh. Yeah. You, you need to admire him. Yeah, so, yeah, guys, there's plenty available. And uh, just before we go, to point you to the ticket at the bottom there, one pound for two months, full access, all sorts of content, tactics, podcasts, analysis, features, etc. Everything related to Celtic, we've got you covered. So I'll wish you as well and thanks for joining us. Cheers, Tony. Take care, Ed, and cheers for that. Enjoyed that, top man. Cheers, cheers guys. guys. Thanks for coming on.